0: what's up folks we are back live this week episode 277 of the big O Bell podcast it is a full house because everyone is here we got tons to talk about tonight uh, but before we get started right get to the salutation
1: so over to my left mr hill will mahoney how's it going how's it going glad to be back with a little less of a dramatic heavy week going on here in the wrestling world indeed Damian salty g
2: Wrestling's been fun this week so far for people, so I'm glad we're going to talk about fun stuff in wrestling.
0: Mr. Giant Crab with a K, Jamal. It's a puppy bowl. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Can, can I tell you? Can I tell you something really quick? When you When you mentioned that, uh, when I was in Vegas one year, I went for uh, what was that? The Giants and Patriots uh, Super Bowl. And yeah, every, you know, everybody's down there going crazy, making bets. And I'm talking to some guys, telling me all these different things you can bet on and so on, like who's gonna score the first t- touchdown, who's gonna be the first to fumble, blah, 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 blah. everything oriented to the game. Then he was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna bet on a puppy bowl. And I'm like, what the what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you can bet on a puppy bowl. And i was like, what? <laughs> like, what is the puppy bowl? And that's the first time I seen it. Didn't know it was a thing bigger question is, why is it happening next week? But whatever. We'll, we won't talk about that. Um, and Mr. Silly Sellers, what's going on, Marcellus?
3: Man, I'm just happy to not be under the work grind, man. Killed me for the last three weeks, but I finally got a chance to get over top of it.
0: Right on. Sounds like you're uh, coming from out of the doghouse. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, a lot to talk about. And I think we're going to start by discussing what is called the Wednesday Night War uh, NXT versus AEW uh, this week. We had the Great American Badge which is NST's uh, two-week on uh, USA Network pay-per-view style, whatever or branding. We'll just say versus FireFest. Uh, this is their second annual uh, year for FireFest. It's a two-week. Also, it used to just be two. Ni- was it two? It was two nights, right? Before or was it one night free? Uh, whatever. Either way, it's two weeks of this. Nonetheless, something we kind of been talking about and maybe it's been rumored, maybe there's been really no evidence, but it's very apparent that there is some counter-programming going on. So the two of them went head to head, putting on pay-per-view caliber shows, uh, night one happened this week. We'll talk about that, we'll talk a little bit about what's gonna happen next week and so on. But I think the the basic first thing to really start upon is like, you know, what did you guys initially watch first and what drew you to, to watch that one first? And uh, Jamal, I will, we'll start with you.
4: Um, until I find a stream of or a way to watch NXT without Morrow, I can't watch it. It is unwatchable. He is he is literally the worst. So I would love to. I would love to have watched NXT, and I don't know what I'm going to do next week. But I, I I just can't stomach it. So I did watch AEW last week. Um I think the biggest thing about the Firefest episode personally I didn't think it was that great it started out hot with uh with three pretty damn good matches before the end of the first hour the second hour had two okay matches uh, a lot of filler and it kind of just fell off the cliff a little bit I'm not I'm really surprised that they decided to do that. And I'm also really surprised that they decided to have only five matches in the night, but mm-hmm. 35 minutes promo time. Um, I think AEW needs to do a better job of continuity and they need to do a better job with streamlining their, their promos. You can put together a two minute package instead of having a 15 minute uh, segment and I think if they're going to be a wrestling-based, a sports-based entertainment program, then they need to get kind of get back to that and leave a lot of the extra stuff, a lot of the extra sizzle for things like Dark or the YouTube shows or the internet or whatever. They're, they plugged Be In The Elite as like an actual thing. So since that's an actual thing, put the promos there. But I, would, I personally, I would rather see a solid 25-minute long match than... Uh, an eight-minute match with a 13-minute promo and four minutes of commercials. So um, it's just an okay show. Just an okay show. Next week, hopefully, we'll be better.
1: William? (laughs) Well, I had one priority last night. From the jump when it was announced, I was looking to see Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai. That was my number one priority with everything that was going on last night across both shows. And my God, those ladies delivered. I was very thrilled with it. Um, NXT overall last night, I thought, was a very well-balanced show. Since the Portland card in June, I think they're making a very concerted effort to push new faces. To get fresh people in the mix that first hour I thought was great with the uh, ladies uh, four-way that opened the show. That was really fun. And getting, you know, uh, Tegan Nox over. So they're really trying to, you know, they're trying not to stick with the same people between that Thatcher and Oni Lorcan having just a stiff, insane battle that was just grappling and stiff shots and just very unlike something you would see from the WWE product on a typical basis. I thought that was tremendous. Just the time management on that show, I thought was really good. The only thing on NXT that kind of started to drag for me was that strat match with a uh, Loomis and a uh, Roderick Strong. And I think that's really just because that Loomis dude, he ain't doing nothing for me. So that <laughs> it might just be me. If some of y'all were into that, then Hey, good for you. But that was the only part of that show that dragged. Meanwhile, over on dynamite, I liked what they did with uh Penelope Ford and Hikaru Shida. I thought they gave them a good chunk of time. And that was really good to see. Cause that women's division needs the time put into it. It needs to be focused on, and they got to kind of, they're still fighting an uphill battle there with that. Uh, to kind of chime in on what Jamal just said the second hour of that show, I thought really fell off. I thought it really got lost a lot of momentum after, after Cody was done with his match. And then it just kind of, it went down, but that to be said, you know, the second half of that show, I was all focused in on Sasha and Io Shirai. So i think there's a case that could be made right now that sasha and bailey are probably the most valuable people in wwe right now being they're appearing on all three shows and they definitely seem to be uh dragging their fan base with them all over the place so something's going right there love the finish of uh, nxt and i'm very curious to see where we go next week with part two damian your thoughts
2: so as you say, they're dragging their fan base. I am one of the people in the fan base they're dragging with them, <laughs> and I will, I will literally say, last night was a revitalization almost of women's wrestling across the board. Uh, a lot of people referenced over on Fighter Fest Sheeta and and Penelope's match as the best match uh, on the card for some people. Uh, I went and I rewatched NXT uh, this morning. And even the Robert Stone, Aaliyah mixed tag with Rhea Ripley and seeing Rhea beat the snot out of Robert Stone in a hilarious way. You talked about getting new stars over or building new stars. So I am actually more invested in this really cheesy Robert Stone brand more so now because he has Aaliyah, who's been there for 25 years and hasn't graduated. And yet they're compelling. Because Rio Ripley beat the crap out of them. So that's a new two new stars if you want to be technical. Uh, the rest of it for me, the Women's Fatal 4-Way, a little janky at some points, but enjoyable overall. And the fact that, and I brought this up earlier, that the women for NXT at the end, when you have Sasha and Bayley and Io and then at the Inosca, uh literally no commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately for Jamal, Morrow talked the whole time but yet at the, at the same token it was non-stop storytelling, action and I still felt that they didn't hit that third gear they could have if it was a major pay-per-view but at the same token it did to ne- it, it, it moved to move the storyline involving Oscar, involving Bailey, and now we'll get the inevitable uh, hopefully the Kabuki warriors or or just Io and 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 Asuka versus Sasha and Bailey, who are the MVPs right now of Raw and SmackDown because they have the Women's Tag Team Championships. They're compelling, they're annoying, but they're getting you talking, which is more than what I could say for the vast majority of the male superstars on WWE's roster. And we're going to address this later about NXT's inability to garner attention on their own, but it was a good night for women's wrestling. I, I saw the Hager and Cody match paint by numbers for those two. It wasn't anything too out of the ordinary. I just thought AEW dragged for me aside from the women's match. And as much as I want to root for proud and powerful and private party, because they're from house of glory back in the Northeast, it just didn't do it for me. And I looked at next week's card for fighter fest 2.0 and it ain't looking good y'all. It's not looking good.
3: So I'll just add to it. The one thing I was looking forward to, and I didn't watch NXT. I was watching AEW the whole time. And the one thing I was looking for, I was disappointed because it didn't show up. And I'm hoping that's going to be an optimistic thing for Fighter Fest 2.0. But my new almost favorite wrestler that might surpass Mr. Kennedy, my, Mr. Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy, <laughs> I was waiting to see what he was going to do um, in respect to the Chris Jericho feud that he's going on right now. So I know he made his little mini appearance, you know, during the Best Friends match. But uh, I would say it's it's going to be interesting to see how they're booking him um, because I would agree with you guys. I thought the show kind of, you know, dragged a little bit with the matches they had. The women's match was good. But I'm wondering if this is an opportunity where they're going to try to build Orange Cassidy to try to be the next tier main event star by pushing back, with which I thought he was going to be on night one originally, to now night two. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Now, unfortunately, I didn't catch NXT, but the only thing I'm all in for is to see what Orange Cassidy is going to do uh, when he has his time.
0: <laughs>
3: Pine,
0: laughing at the puns all night. Okay, look, I I I, I got to ask a few questions really quick, kind of kind of boost the momentum and energy really fast. So, do commercials hurt the viewership, considering that the branding is supposed to increase it? Is it hard to grasp the fact that these are pay-per-view level and caliber shows, but the commercials take away from it? I mean, because I got to be honest, seeing a commercial Chrisley Knows Best between the wrestling match absolutely takes me out of it. I'm just, I am just i don't know where I'm at at a point.
3: <laughs> thing too, even picture-in-picture commercials are, don't even do it for me because you know the wrestling is still going on. You can see why the commercial is going on the side, but it's like, you know this is just drag time, so you can get some product, you know, placement in. Um, it does slow it down for me personally.
0: Or is it just like impossible to overlook? Go ahead, Jamal.
4: I would like to see actually more product placement and less actual commercials. Um, if if AEW, for example, or either one of them, put the brand in the ring. You know, what I mean, AEW is a part of the Warner conglomerate, so. I don't care that this match is sponsored by HBO Max. I don't care that Cartoon Network has a logo coming down the ramp. I don't care that CNN is on the turnbuckle. If, if they need to do that to you know put together a better flowing show for commercial time yep. uh, instead of commercial time, then cool. Yep. Um, but to your point, and I didn't watch NXT, having limited commercial interruption it's supposed to make it special because obviously commercials. You have uh, what three commercials an hour? Um, you know, yeah, three commercials in every in half an hour, and mm-hmm. that's what you need to do. Realistically, if this is a pay-per-view, you have a 20-minute match, and then you have a segment, and then the next match. So it's not the same in that regard. But then again, what does this does what does this do for pay per views Because if you can have a takeover in your house or you can have the Great American Bash or or Starcade or whatever you want to have and it's not a pay-per-view but we're giving it that treatment then what does that do for the actual pay-per-view when it comes um, when it comes around again when they actually mm-hmm. start having them it? um, it's it's interesting and especially since WWE is in a different position because they gave all the pay-per-views away and they don't care about NXT, they just give it away. Uh, AEW's in a, the opposite position, where it's a little bit more traditional in that it's 50 bucks. Um, but they've been, they just have been doing these special episodes, like Bash at the Beach, back in January or whatever that was, and and Guts was going to be a thing in March, and, and, and whatever, you know, everything else, but yeah, commercials does, does kind of make it, you know, kind of make it weird, but I think if they can go two hours commercial free that's that's the move that's the one that's gonna be kind of like a game changer and they present it or or if they if they have it on HBO or something like that like mm-hmm. yo we're not gonna have it this week on TNT we're just gonna put it on HBO Max this week so that we can give you a pay-per-view experience yeah <laughs> um, but obviously TNT would have an issue with that because there goes. 750,000
1: viewers. Else. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, Commercials are going to be a necessary evil of TV wrestling. They always have been. I mean, these networks are paying a ton of money and they're trying to recoup whatever they can, you know, through, through advertising. I liked how NXT handled it last night with they did a lot of the picture and picture stuff in the first half of the show. But then they built up, I guess, enough leeway to be like, hey, when it comes time for Sasha and EO, we are going full on, no commercials. We're going to you know, throw in here the, hey, this is sponsored by uh, Mountain Dew, I think it was, to give you the commercial-free experience for Sasha and EO. And they gave you the big main event commercial-free. I thought that was a good balance to do it. I totally realize that can't be every darn week, and I can't imagine a scenario where it would be like that every week. But if you can get away with that every once in a while for these big shows, hey, more power to you. Now whether AEW, they've done that sometimes, you know, here and there on some of their shows, but I think it just, that really probably more than anything comes down to what kind of relationship these uh, companies have with their network partners and whether they're willing to give them that extra little bit of leeway or, you know, not. So it's probably a case by case thing. Sometimes they can do it. Sometimes they can't.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, I feel like when you're doing all the prep and saying like, hey, this is a pay-per-view or just, you know, or you're using some of these names that hold weight within the wrestling community, I think I would love to get more of the experience. I do like how the venue's being a little bit more catered to these things now, unlike the lack of effort earlier this year, but... Yeah, it just throws me out sometimes, you know, or maybe the commercial timing needs to be done differently, you know, still in the middle of the match, maybe before the match, immediately after the match, however it needs to be done. But like in the between the matches, it just really throws me out because I feel like if you're going to label something as the Great American Bash, then you're telling me I need to invest in this because of the quality of wrestling that's going to be on it, the aesthetics of the venue and everything, the whole pay-per-view experience that you're getting for free. But the, the commercial just throws you out of it. it. I don't know. It's something I've been struggling to really over to be able to overlook. But I do like the fact, and they knew it was a big deal too by saying, "And this last match is going to go commercial free because they know it's a big thing." I don't understand, you know, what will be the the loopholes able to do so. But like, I think that even changing the the pay per view, I mean, the um commercial breaks uh, could also be pivoted to, and I, that should definitely be a discussion that. Can. but then again it's kind of difficult because these are some of these are live recordings, so but I don't know, the UFC do it at times or used to do it on ESPN. So
4: But this um, is the thing. Uh AEW is booking their show for the commercials. So when they have if you looked at the placement of the matches, uh to the show opener, the thing that you know you gotta come out and hit it hard. It's it's your leadoff hitter. And you need that guy to get on base. You need a speedy guy that's going to get on base to get the party started. And they did it with Wardlow versus uh, uh, Luchasaurus Luchasaurus. and that whole thing. And that's what it was. Wardlow got a lot of offense in, a lot more of his moveset, and it was a good time. Uh, Luchasaurus, we know what he can do. MJF is there. It's a whole thing. Cool. And then once you're settled in, commercial, the women's (laughs) match. Well, it's just a women's match, and unfortunately, AEW put them in a position in kind of the meat of the hour where, well, the, the people that have stayed will stay, and they're not attracting any more people at that point. So it's kind of just we're going to let it ride. And then the Cody match ends the hour because it's 9 o'clock. A certain shows are ending. You want to turn on AEW? I missed it. oh, Cody Rhodes leads the second hour. So and then they had two matches after that to end, which, of course, is the main event, which is, you know, a championship match and the um, Pride and Power versus Private Party match. Too many peas in that match. And, (laughs) you know, so they had that and kind of that filler section and in between they're having the commercials. Now, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but they had like, well, hey, watch these commercials. Because we're going to flash a hashtag on the screen to get a prize pack or whatever, so they're giving you some incentive to watch the commercial, which okay. are, because they know that people are turning away to check out what NXT is doing, uh, especially considering that they're counter program. I, I am interested in the whole you know point counterpoint check recheck checkmate you know game that they're playing. Um, you know, where W and NXT are definitely playing chess in real time over the course of two hours. But I think that if you want to call it pay-per-view and you want to give it a big fight feel, you kind of need to do more than bring in a couple classic cars and some banners. You kind of need to do more than bring in some ficus and have some chicks sit out there with fake boobs and drink you know, flavored water for two hours. (laughs) I appreciate one more than the other. I have a bus pass, so you can figure out which one that is. However, we still need to have it a big you know, fight, big money matchup. And I think neither show on paper for me kind of replicates the pay-per-view experience. And it's really hard to do that knowing that Arby's has the meats (laughs) in the middle of your 60 minute championship match.
1: Yeah, (laughs) They probably should drop calling it pay-per-view, but the the comparable uh, things like, the current generation wouldn't know i mean it's more compared to a wcw clash of the champions special or the old school saturday night main events where it's like yeah there's going to be commercials but you're getting bigger matches on this show than you would normally get and there's going to be storyline implications so yeah it's it's a middle ground i think they need to figure out how to balance and promote probably
3: let me ask this question though was it nostalgic for you guys to hear that because that's what we grew up on when we talk about the TNT days or the old USA days. All right, this last match is going to be commercial free. Don't go anywhere, folks. Did it, did it, though?
0: No, that's a, that's as far as it go though. Even if it's nostalgia, it still doesn't just resonate. Like you're like, yeah, I know this tune, but like, I was never a big fan of this song. You know what I mean? Like, it. it just doesn't do it for me. It, it, I don't know. It's just hard to. And and on top of that too, it doesn't make it, it, it. I mean, it makes it worse that you know everybody's so invested into it. Like you know, as far as the wrestling community, like, hey, you got to check this out because Great American Bash is going to be on it, or Firefest is going to be on this week. It's just like, because it's going to be great, and we have this level of expectation because of how they're branding it, and I feel like so much of that momentum is sucked out because of commercials. Uh, But, I don't know. I know it's a harsh criticism, but as a fan, it's just a reality, you know? It's just... And and, and I think it's the same thing as, you know, you're a fan of uh, boxing or UFC when you watch a fight night or a top rank that's on free mm-hmm. television you know like okay I know what I'm getting there it's gonna be good boxing but it's gonna be a little bit of you know their B and C tier but you know when you're spending that money on that $60 or $70 or whatever it may be you know like hey this is the best of the best that's happening and that's what I feel like you know where they go with NST and, and AW, you're like well, these are going to be our best of our best matches that we can put together, so you definitely want to tune in for because that's why we're calling it something. And then the commercial just takes you completely out of it for me. So, I don't know. What about ratings, y'all? What about ratings? Because I think that's important. We should talk about ratings. Everybody talks about ratings. Two weeks in a row, NST has beat aw. I don't care about ratings, by the way, but but, since that seems to be a thing, (laughs) (laughs) is there anything to be made of this? I know Jamal pointed out that bringing Sasha Banks coming down and whatever, but Charlotte was doing it about a month ago and that didn't help. And she arguably is their biggest star in their women's division. But
2: is she though? Yeah, she
0: (laughs) is. I would say Sasha and Bailey have
1: more momentum right now. Now, yeah. But her commodity than she was when she was there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, last week, I mean, I mean, last week, well, last month, you know, it's no denying that Charlotte's still one of the hottest talents on here, regardless. So, yeah,
4: but, but I think that what, what it is, is that made it different because Charlotte was there for some time. She was a member of the NXT roster for some time. And Becky and um, and um, I'm not sorry, not Becky, but um, Bailey and Benny. Banks. Uh, we're only there. This is a one-night deal. This is a, a feature. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be here next week or whatever, you know. So, hey, we're going to send Charlotte down to boost ratings versus, oh, my God, they're doing a fake. Send Banks and Bailey down there. People mm-hmm. like them, too. So those are two different things. But with that said, I do think that the ratings are interesting because, first of all, big picture, People aren't watching more wrestling on Wednesdays. No matter what this war is, none of these numbers add up to what Raw does, and Raw is garbo. It is 100% basura. Thank you, Dave. So, with that said, since since they can't, they're barely sniffing a million and a half, and Raw does a two-ish million, uh, you know, on their worst day, they'll do 1.7, and, they, mm-hmm. and AEW and NXT combined for a million and a half, well, there's a lot to be said there about brand loyalty, but it is it is kind of what it is. SmackDown does more, but SmackDown's also in more homes. Brand loyalty is also a thing. Um, 40 years of history of Raw and 20 years of history of SmackDown versus nine months of AEW on TV. It's only been on since October. So even though it feels like, you know, 40 years ago because of 2020, has been garbage. But (laughs) it it is interesting that they haven't really grown. Um, Competing against each other is is whatever, but they haven't really grown. Collectively. Right. Because it's not like AEW's fans went to NXT. NXT had a good number. They Mm -hmm. have the same number. But but AEW's ratings went back to where they were two weeks ago.
0: Quick question. Why? Or what's your speculation as to why? Is 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 it a rhythm or something where people are just programmed that Monday night is going to be sports night? You know, Monday night football, Monday night Raw, Monday night Mojo Jojo. It could be anything. But Monday, you know, you're going to get that. But is it is it something peculiar with Wednesday just not settling in the non traditional fans? Because that's where it has to. That's that's where the missing people are at. It's the people that's like, I don't love wrestling, but if I see it, I'll I'll tune in.
2: But I think well, you hit it right there when you said Wednesdays they don't love wrestling, the actual mm-hmm. grappling wrestling show. That's that's what Wednesday is. Monday and Friday are medieval times. <laughs> right. Wednesday, you know, the Black Knight, the Red Knight, etc. But Wednesday is the wrestling purist show, as evident by Lorkin versus Thatcher, mm-hmm. and then Sasha versus eo and the women's match over on AEW, and and just in general, AEW has a more wrestling-oriented feel, more so than a sports entertainment feel. So I think one and a half million wrestling fans tuned in yesterday. Great job but we didn't get the sports entertainment people. They're probably right. watching Triple G or something like that.
1: Right, right. And, and to Jamal's point, like he was saying earlier, those people that are the casual fans that you need to get to grow these audiences, they're the ones who are just going to be like Monday night's wrestling night or Friday night's wrestling night. And they're not looking for more wrestling. It's just not on their radar. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly fine with popping in for like an hour of Raw and seeing a couple matches and then moving on. They're not going. I think they're the people that are not going to go out of their way for a Wednesday night show unless they really start hearing about it. And just the buzz isn't there for either of these shows outside of the bubble. You you do not hear anything about AEW or NXT like in the mainstream. You just you don't. And until that happens, I don't see how that can change. Something has to happen to get it on people's radars. Because right now it's just they're both. They are shows that are preaching to the choir.
3: And just to add to that, too, like when you think about even though we're in a situation right now, which I'm not even going to mention by name, people are still trying to be out and about. I mean, you grand, mean the plague? Yeah, whatever <laughs> you call it. That, yes, sir. Yeah. What you said. But it's like people are still trying to be outside. Like literally people will probably be rather on their front front lawns or backyards mm-hmm. at 8, 830 in the evening when it's still light up. Literally. Yeah, or the bar. A crowded bar. Um, side by side. Just like we are now, just on screens, but um, it's it, it, I mean, people are trying to be out and do things, so like when you think about just the this season, people you know trying to do things and be out, so hopefully they're trying to figure out ways to be not just inside in a way, even if they're on their mm-hmm. own property. Um, so that kind of hurts that part too.
2: So uh, I can say for here, you know, Texas, where I'm in Dallas, before they. Closed in all the bars and just had the food places who serve alcohol open. Wednesday has really good happy hour pricing. So, suffice <laughs> to say, people would rather be out drinking on a happy hour on a Wednesday than on their front porch watching watch an AEW and, and NXT here in, in Texas.
4: Yeah, so I, I real quick, I, I think I, I want to agree with you, but this is why I don't. If you look at the actual breakdown of the ratings and the demographics, Um, Number one, uh, women is an untapped resource for wrestling uh, for both Mm -hmm. programs. Um, AEW obviously could use all of the women. Women need to watch wrestling. Please watch wrestling. Um, And a lot of women are not watching uh, wrestling. They're watching MTV. Uh, People over 50, male or female. The Boomers are watching Tucker Carlson (laughs) for whatever (laughs) fucking reason. Four and a half million people watch that goddamn show than watch anything else. It's number one or number two almost every Wednesday night. So, and depending on what happened that day, more people are, especially 50 plus, are going to tune into the news to get their opinions shaped for them. So I'm not convinced that it's just, well, the mainstream wrestling fans aren't watching because this is the weeb show and they're just there, you know, that's not real wrestling. John Cena isn't there. This is a show for Marx. Um, you know they don't want to watch this high polish independent show, and maybe that has have something to do with it. But also, their AEW and NXT fail miserably in a couple key demographics that could be vastly improved. Males, not so much, but females and fifty plus, definitely. So does that mean that they need to cater to the Murder, She Wrote um, uh, audience? Maybe, maybe not. Does that mean that they need to have more Jersey Shore or whatever the hell the kids watch nowadays? Maybe, maybe not. But I do think that that is a thing. And it's not surprising that Ricky Morty was a thing on AEW way back when. True. Um, You know, don't be surprised if you see Batman show up in conjunction (laughs) with something on on AEW. Would that be
3: Um, the Adam West version?
4: They he's got very dead,
3: so and he's dead. But you know, you can have a reincarnation of somebody dead. No,
0: no. But to your point, on a serious note, why it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, HBO Max is shoving It's shoving, You know, they branding down everybody. So, like, why not start using particular brands? You know.
4: Interesting. Okay, so but I, yeah, I agree to your um, point, and that is kind of interesting. And I do think that looking long term since October, it really hasn't been like this wealth of this untapped, you know, wrestling fans. And honestly, AEW, because I watched that the most, needs to do a better job to broaden their reach. And, you know, because they still, they don't have a video game. They do have a a ton of t-shirts, but that's a niche fan for a niche audience. They don't really appear in any other media. They just had a Street Fighter versus AEW shirt come out like last week, but again, that's a very small audience. Yeah. Like, last night, the shirt is hot. It's now worth thirty eight dollars.
0: But <laughs> hot topic for the sale.
4: Yeah, it will be there. Get it. Yeah, buy two, get one free. I will see. Yeah, you there. exactly. But, but it, the bottom line is, they don't have like that footprint. And granted, they've only been a thing since last January. They're only eighteen months old, and their show has only been on since last October. We're talking five years of merch. In, in 18 months, it ain't going to happen. So yeah. it's still premature in that regard. But for the numbers that we do have, yeah, there are still untapped resources as far as the television landscape. But people are watching Tucker Carlson, and I don't understand it.
0: So, so, so something else you <laughs> brought up really quick about next week is that the Puppy Bowl is about to uh, go ahead and shift things uh, back an hour. Jesus do you Christ. think that the viewership of that, whatever that is, it's going to transcend into AEW, meaning will we see a big spike in AEW numbers next week, just because of this?
4: What will they count? What will NXT counter program it with? What slot do you put that in?
0: AW, I mean NXT just runs at their regular time, so they should have a good first hour number.
4: So but, but, but I, for example, if NXT is taped next week, and I don't know if they do a lot every week, they're both taped, they
1: they're both taped next week.
2: They taped them right. last night.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Everything's in the can.
4: So, well, we,
2: last night. But either, either way.
4: So since they're both taped, it would be interesting, uh, especially since things leak from WWE. It would be interesting to know what that particular segment, because they're not just going to throw up. They're just going to give you ten minutes of puppies doing puppy things. Yes. <laughs> uh, and what will NXT counter with? Are they going to bring like you know whiskers? You know, to sponsor a cat thing. Um, you know, are they going to have like you know seal tamers? Are they going to bring the Tiger king? Who knows? Who knows? Oh my goodness! Yeah. They'll hire
2: Carol Baskin to do cameo for about an hour.
1: You have her come. You have her come on and confess. There's your ratings grab. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Speaking of cameo, I think it's about that time. Well, yeah, before, before we actually talk about that, I think my last little bit of question is do you think, by any means necessary, we're talking about kind of programming that we mm-hmm. get an old-school WCW, WWE leakage of a, plot, of a plot point? You see how Taz wasn't playing fair. I know it's already been pre-recorded, but do they cut a segment to try to get viewers over to this show by spoiling the other show, is there any chance mm. one of these brands go that route?
2: Okay, no. so possibly yes because last night's NXT was taped after the first show and someone from NXT, I think it's one of the one of the tag team members posted one of the finishes to Cole versus Lee
4: and one it was of screen the grabbed by
2: multiple people. Um, so I can see someone on AEW side when they tape it to say, well, why would you want to go over here and watch non-spoilers, the ending to this match, when I'm really spoiling it for you, and you can stay here and watch something totally non-spoiled or even more action-packed.
0: To to me. be fair, right. to be fair, these people are all kind of intertwined and intermeshed. They can find out when I happen to go to the people on Twitter, so they 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 would always have had ways to do this. But I guess cool. you're saying this more apparent because of it. Somebody's about to say something.
4: This I was why you don't say do that. that. Uh, this, this is why you yeah. don't do that because uh, considering what that match is I I turn the channel No, I know what the spoiler is it's Mick is.
1: Foley it's Mick Foley all over exactly. again
4: exactly and you send the is. audience
1: people are like oh damn
4: bye yeah. I, and, and, and to be honest with you 20 years ago I actually checked out what WWE had to offer because mm-hmm. of the overrun because Tony Schiavone said that Mick Foley was going to win the championship oh well I like Mick Foley alright cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. And the thing is, with this spoiler, considering that I know what the spoiler is and I've seen the pictures, I'm not watching AEW next week. I'm literally going to brave two hours of Maro Ranallo to watch <laughs> this match that I honestly didn't really care about. And considering that they're going to parade dogs on the goddamn screen and, and for, <laughs> record, for disclosure, I hate all dogs equally. So <laughs> I don't really hate one more than the other. They can all go.
0: What big, hmm? big dog? Definitely. big dog? Definitely.
4: There's a special oh, place in yes. hell. But, oh <laughs> but considering that they're going to do a thing like that, that turns me off and makes me want to see what NXT is doing and knowing that this is the thing, I'm definitely down to see what's going to happen.
0: Right on. So I know yeah. I'm watching next week. Well, were you going to say anything?
1: Well, no, I, mean, I I was just gonna bring up the whole McFoley thing, which, yeah. we, which we totally got. To, that's the first thing it made me think of. Is like, yeah, you start opening that can of worms. If it's the wrong thing, then you're just like, hey, you're gonna send people right out the door. Now, to be fair, the shows are taped. They got six days. They're not having to worry about bringing in live fans. If anyone wants to retape anything, it could totally be done. It wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. But I'm imagining they'll stay the course and go with a with what happened. And and who knows? Maybe that was leaked out there on purpose just to get people talking for the next week Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. draw an audience. I don't know. I I don't put anything past these companies, but if you start going into that as a regular thing about, we're going to spoil this, we're going to spoil this, you're you're all going to be shooting yourselves in the foot real darn quickly. It's a losing Mm -hmm. battle. It's not something you can do on a regular basis.
0: Oh, Will, what are you talking about? You know the people on on Twitter, if they can't have spoilers, they don't want it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. (laughs)
0: All right, Jamal. I think we're at our break, so it is time for us to do... Hey, this is 2 Chains, the host of the BGB podcast. Be sure to visit us on YouTube and subscribe for additional content. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Go Belt podcast on iTunes and all audio platforms. Visit BigGoBellGroup.com, the golden standard for all of your wrestling needs. And connect with us on all social media platforms.
2: Hello so, cameo. Hello
4: Cameo this week is a very different one. I've, I've never done one like this before. Uh, Gail Kim is hmm. our feature of the week. Hmm. Love Gail Kim, a uh, longtime great wrestler, and she's charging a price for Cameo. <laughs> Everyone that I'm going to pick, aside from Gail Kim, is an animal.
1: A what? An animal. An
4: animal. What? A physical animal.
1: Like a celebrity yeah. animal?
4: <laughs> I don't know any celebrity animals that are alive. Because oh, Flipper and Rit Ten Ten definitely not alive. So oh, these animals funny. are on cameo.
3: This is gonna be interesting.
4: So how much do you think? Or not how much do you think? Do you think that sunglass cat, which is literally a cat <laughs> with sunglasses on? Charges more or less than Gail Kim. Oh my god. Okay,
3: this is gonna set the tone for the rest of the guesses. So it certainly will. I'm going to say the sunglass cat is more than Gail Kim.
0: Good chance you get Gail Kim and you get her husband. So
3: Robert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't even know what the Sunglass Cat is, but just from that name alone, I bet you the Sunglass Cat is a celebrity. I bet you the Sunglass Cat is more.
4: Yeah, no, I have not no heard of any of these animals. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, sunglass cat, Gail Kim. At $75, sunglass cat is more than Gail Kim.
3: So can I go get a cat and put sunglasses on him and, and make money off that now?
4: Do it right now. I dare De- you. 75 bucks, no
0: less. Jeez. Right. What what exactly is the cat going to say? What does it do? <laughs> well, I it's mean 70, if it talks, I definitely will pay $75. Like <laughs> So So this is so this
4: is this this is the um uh the bio for the cat. It just says sunglass cat. It's a cat. The most <laughs> chill cat in the world, and the only cat who loves to swing, baby swing. The first and only cat who is medically who has to medically wear sunglasses forever. I'd love to make a video for you and your loved ones. Feel free to ask me anything. $75.
1: Wow. Wow. Gail Kim getting out booked by a cat.
4: (laughs) That is amazing. Okay. Right. Gail Kim versus the giraffes at the Phoenix Zoo.
3: (laughs) Okay, this is weird. Okay, gotcha. There's just some random giraffes at the zoo
4: at the zoo now, they're okay. there with their with their handlers and they will shoot a, a, a video for you uh while they're doing giraffe things with the giraffe
0: now if you, Do you know think about gail kim is charging more than these giraffes absolutely not because if no. you know giraffes you know they're a little bit feisty and ain't <laughs> nobody swinging their neck at each other for a simple buck so giraffes, <laughs> giraffes by a mile.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside the box here. I'm gonna say the giraffes are less because they are at a zoo. There's not someone personally taking advantage of them. Yeah. So oh, being there's a zoo. In invi- I'm that's gonna say less. somebody is
0: one. personally taking advantage of them. That's the problem.
4: Right <laughs> at the
3: zoo, yes, I go lower
4: at fifty dollars. <laughs> Gail Kim is charging more than these giraffes.
1: Uh, got it. There you go. Okay, so now we know Gail's between 50 and 75. Right. Gail's a, Gail's a steal at that rate.
4: I think she is. I, I really think she is. Uh, remember the um, the movie A Dolphin Tale?
0: Yep. Yes. The one that didn't have a tail, right? Exactly. Down in Clearwater, Florida, right? Yeah.
4: Well, Winter yeah. is on Cameo. winter is on cameo is winter charging more or less than Gail kim
0: less Mm -hmm. no one's looking for winter no one is looking for winter
1: i am going more because there is a dolphin tail movie and i bet there are kids that could be talked into that
4: let me me preface this by saying that is Gail kim charging more less or the same the same. I'm saying the same.
3: More. I go push. More.
1: I'm saying Gail Kim's less. I think the Dolphins more than Gail Kim.
4: At sixty dollars, Winter and Gail Kim charge the exact same. Oh,
1: 60 bucks for Gail Kim. That's that's a that's not a bad deal.
4: Yeah, that no, that, that's not a bad deal at all. Um, I think that that's pretty solid, you know, for your time. I mean, it's not like the uh, the Zoom call thing, but still, I think that's that's pretty damn good. So, uh, two more, and, and the next one is going to be Gail, mean, I'm sorry, not Gail Kim, Matt Hardy. Mm. Now, Matt Hardy, uh, you know, resurgence in AEW, definitely, I would argue a bigger name. Is Matt Hardy charging more then Henry, the giant tortoise.
0: <laughs> where's that? That um, where's that turtle at? It was down in Florida, right? I believe so. And then they just moved it recently. I think
4: I seen. Uh, I think yeah, I seen. the turtle's in New York now.
1: Yeah, I seen it. I seen. It. I say Matt Hardy's got to be more. What text a tur- What's a tortoise gonna do?
4: Just sit Hardy. there with his big
1: tail in alligator <laughs> land.
3: Tortoise things. But my teenage mutant ninja turtles, uh, I will say the turtle is more than Matt Hardy because they're in New York now.
4: And two hundred dollars. Oh my
3: <laughs> god! Is less Matt
1: than Matt Hardy's Hardy charging
4: less than than this giant tortoise?
1: Jeez. Four for four.
4: <laughs> All right, last one. Higher, lower, or the same? Is Matt Hardy charging higher, lower, or the same than Venus, the two-faced cat? <laughs> now, Venus uh, is uh, is a cat, and she has uh, a black side with green mm-hmm. eyes, and then a uh, orange side with blue eyes. It's a beautiful looking cat. But Venus is on cameo, and is she charging more? Than Matt Hardy.
3: More, More or less.
0: These cats were taken off a couple of years ago with Angry Cat, Grumpy Cat, and everybody. They're they, they are legit celebrities. More. I'll do same. I'll
1: do less. I'm gonna follow Damien's lead and do same. I think these cats can draw some money. Crazy cat people. <laughs>
4: yep. At fifty dollars. Oh Venus the cat is charging less than Matt Hardy. Five for five.
3: <laughs>
4: <Damn>. <laughs> More, okay, last one. More, less, or the same? Matt Hardy versus Fiona, the African hippo from the <laughs> simpaties. <Sith laughs> oh
1: my god! A hippo versus Matt Hardy.
4: Hippo versus Matt Hardy.
1: Just book
0: it right there. Leave it alone. Book it. The <laughs> hippo versus, versus Matt Hardy. Hardy. Book it. <laughs> I've been wrong, so whatever I'm thinking, I'm thinking more,
3: so I'm going to say less. I'm going to omit and stay five-time champ today.
1: No, (laughs) no, 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 come
3: on. Okay, I will say more.
1: I'm going to say Matt is more than a hippo.
4: So at $100, Matt is more than a hippo.
1: All right, finish high. There we go.
4: Yeah, so for $100, uh, you can go ahead and, and, and talk to Dear Fiona. Um, watch the handlers you know, feed her things, and she does hippo things. and Or you can meet the uh, Big Money Matt for $110. Mm. So slightly more than this giant hippo, but that is your hollow cameo for this week.
2: So cameos now becoming voyeuristic. Is that where we're going with this?
4: Not necessarily, I mean, you are paying to see the animals, you know, do things in the same way that you're paying to see these people. Now, unless you speak hippo, maybe you'll have a bit uh, a bit of a more intimate conversation. But hmm. I think, you know, if you um, those behind the scene passes at aquariums and zoos cost a mint. So if you really want to swim with the dolphins or handle a snake or whatever, those things like are two or three hundred dollars. Mm. A hundred bucks to, to like you know video chat a hippo, it may be worth it if that's really your thing. Um, They had some other people on there, but there are people from the Tiger King show, uh, people from My Cat from Hell, and other TV veterinarians. But I really wanted to stick with animals because why animals a cameo? So there, you, there you go for this week.
0: Mm. All right, so should we talk about more things that just don't make sense? And that's people's response to COVID-19, this thing that is a real thing Mm. that people (laughs) don't think it's a real thing. And people out here don't care about other people's health or their own health or safety. I am going to first start off by saying American airlines Mm. are idiots (laughs) because they went from social distancing on the plane Maybe one person a row, maybe two people a row, but now they're going at full maximum capacity. Flights to Florida are still a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh. that. But no, more or less in the professional wrestling world, there's been a couple of people who have came out to be vocal about their stance against wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. Lokai, Loki. Well, he doesn't have a good reputation in being. Educated, shall I say. So this is right up his uh, alley in Austin area. Seems to be digging deep into his uh, short man syndrome and being angry about this as well. And Kane, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kane, a person who's wore masks his whole career, also was the sole person to vote against, mandating mask wearing um, in his uh, jurisdiction. Does any of this surprise you, or anything in these <laughs> notes surprise you, or is there anybody else missing from this list?
1: It's been a wild week of Loki and Austin Aries suddenly being uh, medical professionals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I swear, I why would you take medical advice? From someone that makes a career out of being slammed around, kicked in the head repeatedly <laughs> and, and 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 other such things, especially when they've been doing it for like, you know, decades, like someone like Loki. So I don't know. That whole thing is just weird to me. Now, Kane, on the other hand, I think I might have an idea of what's going on with Kane voting against it being the sole the sole vote. Against it in his uh, area as the mayor of Knox County. Kane, of course Is a uh, well known Libertarian so mm-hmm. I could Easily see him thinking that Like okay I know everyone else On the panel here is voting for It so in effect my vote Doesn't really you know if I vote against It it's not going to stop anything So to be in line with what my Libertarian beliefs would need To be I need to vote For this just so people can't throw it in my face so I'm going to vote against it and I could see that being his reasoning.
4: Mm. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think that people scream about freedoms and liberties and stuff like that. Uh, well, you definitely have the freedom to do things. I'm rooting for the virus openly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, and, and this is why. Uh, actually, I think Jim Ross uh, said something similar to this. So if, you know, if you hear it, you heard it from him first. And if you wear a mask, you could potentially save a life. Start mm-hmm. diminish the spread of the disease. Uh, it's a whole ass plague out here. And if it does something, you could have saved a life. If it does nothing, you just wore a mask. And people are willing to be slightly discomfort. For the ability that it takes you to go to the grocery store or whatever, um, instead of, you know, not die from the plague. I don't think people really understand, and I don't think people are actually inconvenienced enough that they're having these liberties challenged. In America, we've been fortunate enough, privileged enough to not be really inconvenienced by the world's problems. Everything else happens around us, you know, famine in Syria. Locusts that are literally eating apart Kenya and, and Eastern Africa and hop the Red Sea into the uh, Sub-Saharan Desert. That shit is crazy. It's literally raining locusts over there. We really don't have these problems, and we're kind of unbothered by it. And now the COVID comes through, well, you got to wear a mask. Oh, my God. It's the shock the horror. <laughs> when you look at the numbers and you say that one in four people around the world – America's responsible for one in four patients, one in four cases of COVID. I mean, all the numbers and stuff like that, that uh, it's insane. The long and short of it is, you have the right to be stupid. And I think that's the thing that America makes America great. Seriously. I'm going to wear a mask. I have a bunch of them. Literally, a bag of them. <laughs> Next two to three weeks before I get some more. And that's before I get into my emergency supply. Because that's what I choose to do. Yeah. If you choose to go out there and do that, good. The runner will pay you a visit. I will not respond. it.
2: <laughs> so I, I'd like to think that, well, no, I'm not gonna think that. I'd like to think that Austin Aries in all his vegan powers, like in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Believes that he is now impervious to said virus because of his diet, and or maybe he just you know I don't I don't mean to be shortish, but maybe because his lack of height makes him not as susceptible to the virus. I don't know. It, just, the one that, it just flows over his head. He doesn't breathe because he's all the way down closer to the ground. Yep,
1: that's why kids but, aren't getting it either. There you go. <laughs>
2: right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that really cracks me up is Loki because. His statement, if that was his typed out his own thoughts, that might have been the most articulate that Loki has been in a long time, if ever, and he used it, his articulate improvement to sound like an even bigger momo than what most people <laughs> in wrestling would ever call him. Now, to Jamal's point about infringing uh, on liberties, and I think that's the that's his argument is the infringement. On his personal liberties. Now, to be honest, he probably has CTE. I'm I'm 99.9% sure. When he kicks the bucket, they operate his brain. He's got he's got the CTE. So, do I feel sorry for him because of it? No, because the literal medical science is telling you, dude, put a mask on for the sake of your fellow men and women and children. If if they do catch the virus, I just be a good human. But he doesn't care enough because it's infringing on his pub, on his freedoms or whatever. And and the fact that people always say this is annoying. Uh, but that's my thing with him is I'm not surprised that it came from him. I'm even more surprised that he's doubled down as much as Austin Aries has doubled down on it. <laughs> and they are literally just digging themselves even deeper of a hole and i can't wait for wrestling to start up again full fledged because i know i know for a fact that if those two guys are booked they're going to catch heat from everybody in the crowd for being the equivalent of the flat earther anti-vaxxers of professional wrestling
0: don't throw streamers throw masks in the ring oh, wow. Uh, Austin
1: Aries fishing for bookings. He's he's trying to come up with something. Those two are going to become a tag team or something.
0: Uh (laughs) All right, let's get into our last thing because we're going to be coming up on our time soon. So, look, again, a lot of things are happening in professional wrestling, and the word is free agents. Now, a lot of people have been released uh, close to 90 days, shall we say, because a lot of Mm -hmm. people are going to be coming up on their no-complete calls where they can now then sign uh, with a new promotion or indie, whatever it may be. Uh, then there's also this one really hot name that's out there on a free agency, and that's Tessa Blanchard because she was terminated from her impact contract. So, the question is from all the people that's kind of been floating around there in, in this percolatory space, Tessa Blanchard, EC3, the good brothers Anderson and Gallows, uh, Leo Rush, just to name a few who out of these people or if it's someone a name who would you like to see signed and where or if not signed what should a particular person do just pick a person and we'll all pick a person then we'll yeah we'll do that and yeah well we'll we'll, we'll start with a, a sell on this one
3: so i really did like ec3's promo just something about him but he's not my choice um i really think that this shows when people are becoming independent or freshly released and get a chance to do things on their own, they really get a chance to show what they really can do. But it's up to these wrestling promotions to try to push them, these people in the right way so they can be booked and used in an appropriate way. Um, thinking like Brody Lee um, is a perfect example. When you give a chance for somebody to go in their own way, um, to build their own person, to be who they are, to give them a little bit of creativity in choosing their character. I think you can have a great outlet with that. The person I would choose and I would love to see come back, even though he's a little bit older at this time, I think this could be a good transition if he chooses that way to be an on-air personality and producer or even commentator. That would be great for their promotion, and I think that would be for AEW. And that's Mr. Ken Anderson. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it! I'm still going to you know, ride him out because I think he's somebody... Um, that did not get a fair shake or a fair chance. Even though he was an impact, you know, world heavyweight champion, I get it, you know, he did his thing there. I still did not think he got a chance to do it on a, a big national TV platform, per se,
4: if you understand it, where I'm from. He was in WWE, and no one cared.
3: No, no he, one cares. He, he, didn't get, he didn't get his fair shot. I, th- yeah. I still think he has the opportunity to do talk,
1: that. Talk to Randy Orton and John Cena and Shawn Michaels about that. Uh, <laughs> that
0: five-on-five five match didn't exist. I don't he will like be that. at the next Cody weigh-in. Look it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be the new he'll be the new Jake Hager. Yeah, nah, he won't
0: be,
2: uh, be Jake Hager.
0: He'll be the next Bruce, Bruce Bruffer for it. <laughs> call calling the interest. Yeah, he'll everybody. be like, yeah, shows,
2: the Michael come down, yeah. perfect, perfect role yeah. for yeah.
0: him. Yeah. And Salas goes, wow, Jamal. <laughs> go, go, go ahead.
4: I know. So the thing is about all of these free agents is that you know they're probably not going to go back to from where they came. Uh, Tester's not going back to Impact. The Good Brothers aren't going back to WWE. Heath Slater isn't going back anywhere. <laughs> so where <laughs> should they
2: Poor Heath all Slater.
4: go? Um, I want to pick one. And it's not going to be Tester or the Brothers or EC3. I think it's going to be Heath Slater. Uh, ironically, for a lot of the reasons why you know Mr. Kennedy was mentioned, I do think that he has a, uh, something to prove. This is the first time in, what, 15 years that he's going to be able to step out on his own and not be the character that they made him. He has the control uh, over what his next step is going to be. Um, Can he wrestle? I mean, that's something that we haven't really seen him do. We haven't seen him put together a 15-minute match in God only knows how long. Uh, He's gotten over because he is this big babyface underdog and stuff like that. And his biggest moments were by pure accident. Um, and he's been sidelined with really shitty gimmicks and, and stuff like that and three-man bands and, and, and all these things. I, I don't think that that's the Heath Slater that's going to come out. I don't think he's going to be a <laughs> you B know, member, alumnus, uh, Heath Slater, uh, whatever his name is going to be outside of it. But I, I really want to see what he's going to be because this is the first time I will have seen him from under the WWE umbrella, whereas Tessa, we've seen her in other places. EC3, we've seen him in other places. Uh, The Good Brothers, we've seen them in other places. I don't know who the real Heath Slater is, and this is finally the opportunity for him to show us. Mm. Where should that be? Uh, Well, all signs kind of point to Impact right now? I mean, he did tweet out a thing, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm working hard, blah, 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 July 18th, which is... Obviously, the day of um, so anniversary, so,
3: mm-hmm.
4: so I mean, that's a pretty obviously uh, pretty obvious dot to connect. Um, but even if he did come into AEW, eh, sure. Uh, considering on what he is and what the impact that he could make, I, I think TNA might be a good look. Um, but personally, if NWA were in a better position, I think he would be a better fit there,
0: yeah. Uh, so two things. Uh, number one, I already know Will's selection, so I'm just going to ease him into that one.
1: Uh. <laughs> see, we'll see if you're right. We'll see if you're right.
0: <laughs> but no, Jamal is absolutely right. And we, we've talked about people going on the in indies to kind of revamp themselves and so on. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing about all of this for me isn't about character development or even wrestling development. It's just personal development. And I think everybody who's shooting this shot to get lobbied or looked at or signed with another promotion is the type of enthusiasm that everyone should have in this, in this, uh, in this whole business at all times, your personal contractors so your jobs can always be at hand. So to see some of these people come out and say, Hey, take a look at me, you know, instead of the company saying, we're going to take a look at them, the traditional style of things, you know, it's good to see a lot of people want to get more interest put onto them uh by doing so. So wherever some of these people land land, you know, hope it's all done by the hard work and dedication of uh, that they've done in the past, but just their enthusiasm to wanting to move forward because it's why the Jake Maverick story worked for me, and I know people hated it, but I it was sincere. I'm pretty sure he was like, Hey man, I moved down here, this is all I got, you know, and they t- took another look at him. So, you know, it's it's that's that's what's really interesting about this. But yeah, I know Will. Will wants Tessa to go to WWE so she can be part of the (laughs) the Forgotten Sons. I I know. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, if you're going to do something with Tessa, what else are you going to do with her, given her current state of affairs? It it rises, (laughs) though. That said, I will not pick Tessa. I will leave Tessa's. if Damian wants to come in and back clean up with Tessa Blanchard. I will leave that to him. I will go with the timely choice of the day. And if you have not seen... The video EC3 put up on his Instagram today. EC3 did a hell of a promo. We've always known he's been a good talker, but he put together a hell of a little two-minute video essentially calling out everybody in AEW in a very creative way. And he threw up the AEW graphic there at the end, so... Whether that means it's legit since he used all their stuff and named everybody there, I don't know. I guess we will see. It could be a swerve. But he definitely went above and beyond and out of his way to really make you think that he's coming into AEW. My question really is, if he does make that move, where does he fit in there? Where where exactly do you insert EC3 in... Into the mix with like the number of people They already have there and You know his old gimmick I mean I would say You know he's definitely tweaked it up But the original MEC3 gimmick Treads a little too closely To a certain MJF So mm. that kind of right there I'd be like uh Not sure how that's going to work but the promo he caught Today I liked it a hell of a lot Better than a lot of stuff I've heard from MJF recently So <laughs> I was kind of like Alright this could be interesting but I'm not sure where he would fit in in AEW, but he certainly made you want to think he's going to be there. So next couple weeks are going to be interesting. EC3 is someone to keep an eye on. Right. It's now. so
0: it's so funny that Impact's lobbying him, and now he's lobbying AEW. It's <laughs> he he will have the most unpredictable signing because there's really no telling which way he he goes. I will say this, and Damien, you can back clean up. as it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Anderson and Gallo is going to Impact makes sense. Their tag division is hot garbage. It reminds me of when Anderson Gallows came back to Raw and really helped draw interest into their tag division and bring life back into it. I think you need a name that's notable, with some notoriety, and, and they wear all the accolades in the book. You put them on that roster, they will be interesting to look at. Obviously, there's some history with Aces and Eights, who's already been... Hinted at mm-hmm. you can do something with that. Hell, let them start another stable, whatever it may be. Uh, and 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 Gallows, uh, has been a little bit hinting on his Instagram as well with a bullet club mug or a, a coaster, or what do you call it? A koozie. koozie and and. And uh, aces and a shirts is it something new to become count- to come about? Hell, there is no really big stable in impact right now. They can use that anything that's going to bring any attention in the forms of a group that makes sense, their tag division or stable, it could work. I think they're two of the best people to do so. The rumor is that the deal's done, we'll have to wait till a slam anniversary.
2: So- I'm not going to pick Tessa, even though it seems as if she got fired on her day off, which is probably one of the most Tessa things to do. She was
0: definitely working. She just didn't show up. She (laughs) AWOL.
2: So I'm not going to pick her. Uh, A name that hasn't been mentioned in our chat and lately, too, that's kind of not been mentioned. Uh, And it also depends on where this person fits to what the points have been like. Oh, where does this person fit? So I'm going to ask this question to the group really quickly. How many aside from Hager hired gun wrestlers are there? The the bodyguard characters, like how many are really out there right now?
1: What's his name with MJF? Yeah, Wardlow. 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 Yeah, Wardlow, Hager, um, Madman Fulton.
2: Mm-hmm. So already that's two of those in AEW. So I don't see this person potentially going there unless they break the bank. Who I'm thinking of going to potentially be an impact Miroslav formerly known Uh, as Rusev
1: forgot about Rusev
2: because I'm thinking he's a lot more entertaining now if you watch him on Twitch or when he's online his Instagram or, or her YouTube he's a lot more entertaining than what AEW will probably put on on the microphone unless he rivals Chris Jericho but he's a he can't fit that role because they got Hager We have Wardlow with MJF. So the hired Haas gun, because remember, Jeff Cobb did that one-time thing to wrestle Moxley in AEW. So the only option I see, because their main event is now missing a person for Slammiversary, who do you slide in there?
0: A legitimate, a legitimate Slater. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) As much as we want Heath Slater, a legitimate threat would be Miro being the mystery person thrown into that
0: mm, to that match. it's the same introduction as Brian Cage to AEW. You just yep. respect it, you know?
2: hmm And I think that's that's the play if if and he'll be allowed to keep his potential indie dates and do whatever Twitch gaming he wants to do on the side and that's fine. Yeah and I think that would be and, a good thing for him.
0: And have them promote it since they promote um Havoc's Twitch, uh, Twitch yep. page. So yeah, makes sense. I can I can I mean I've kind of Say that but yeah it, it, for the added reasons i i definitely agree also you know leo rush i was a little bit question question about where his direction was he put out his cd about a month or something ago man and then he sold all his gear i was like mm-hmm. eh. so for like maybe a, a matter of fact the cop the, the reason why these two kind of correlate with each other because the CD, that cd was like super depressing then it was like, uh, then I'm going to sell all my gears. It's like, this guy's giving up.
2: He's going through stuff.
0: Then he puts out this video about two days ago, counting down to the Slammiversary date again. Uh, and obviously, because that's when everybody's non-complete calls is uh, up, good for impact on making it, um, on making their date selection work. But maybe because of that video, maybe he's giving up on Leo Rush. Maybe he's coming out with a new persona, a new game. I maybe mean, he's been Leo's for as long as we know, all oh, since the MCW day. So maybe there is something else to come about that. So Leo is a really interesting person that I don't know where he can go, but I'll be very interested in seeing how this works. I would assume AEW got to be the attractive thing for him considering he lives in Florida, not too far. But who knows? All right, news time. Then we can wrap it up.
1: Yeah, well, we'll jump in here really quick before Jamal takes the baton because we have a bit of breaking news that just popped up on the screen. Uh, Fightful reporting just now that WWE has officially acquired Evolve Wrestling. The deal is done and Evolve mm-hmm. is out the door. Apparently, yeah. WWN Live is not part of the deal, so that's still going to, I guess, continue on in whatever form it might without Evolve, but Evolve is officially, as has been speculated for quite a while, is done and under the WWE umbrella now. I'm Mm. assuming that means the tape library, too. They did say in the report they don't know how that works as far as the talent contracts go, Mm, but I guess Gabe Sapolsky is not going to continue on trying to promote Evolve shows.
0: (laughs) Okay, so the next question is, where does that leave WWE in? I feel like that was just evolve branding the whole umbrella or were they always two separate things
1: wwn was always yeah more of a because because that there were more companies involved with wwn they had like that was more of an umbrella thing evolve was just one company under wwn obviously it was the biggest it was the by far the biggest one
0: yeah i thought it like transcended up like evolve was Evolve, but then wwm was the umbrella yeah. body ball, but everybody yeah. just fell under it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, because, right. and, and I was going to say, because the other argument is, too, because all the feeder systems in WWE were part of WWM, so the progress and uh, mm-hmm. WXW and all that other stuff, so that's the I was kind of going with that. Go ahead, Jamal. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, so that's uh, news that I kind of uh, saw come flash across the screen. Um, no word on how it will affect the the Contracts, no word on how it will affect other WWN properties, which is like, you know, shine and, um, you know, progress and, and all there. their, it's, 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 it's a brand. They bought that brand. Um, the interesting thing, uh, is just a couple quick things. Um, Jake Hager, uh, took a shot at the referee after a really weird finish to his match with Cody Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. Hager thought he had choked out Rhodes. Rhodes rolled him up for a pin. Uh, Hager blasted the ref, and he's been suspended ten days, which oddly enough is fine because he wasn't booked for Firefest Night Two. So, cool. Um, no hit, Jake Hager, uh, for next week. Which I guess the only thing that he could do is not escort Jericho to the ring for the Orange Cassidy match. Uh, they're already down Sammy, so it'd be interesting to see how that goes next week. Uh but said when no one wanna know about NXT, I know what I'm watching. Um <laughs> if you have tickets for Philadelphia and Boston Boston, uh for the dynamite shows that were originally scheduled for April that have been pushed back to August. They've been pushed back again to April mm. of next year. Uh if you want a refund, cool. Get your tickets refunded at wherever you bought them from. If you don't, see you uh next April. Um The show in Philly was going to be July 29th, and the Boston show was going to be August 5th, and now they're going to take place in April of next year. No word on what AEW is going to do with the rest of their dates, including St. Louis, Milwaukee, Houston, Rochester, New York, uh, New Orleans, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. But hopefully uh, they will have those things sorted out sooner than later because COVID, what could possibly go wrong? A programming note, if you're watching Impact next week, it will be on at 9 p.m., not 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's not the Puppy
0: Bowl again. not the Puppy Bowl again,
4: but it is Ringo's Big Bash birthday show.
0: (laughs) I'm about to to get off for the night. It is
4: being preempted by the birthday celebration of Ringo Starr. So if you're a Beatles fan and an Impact fan, you know what you're doing next Tuesday night.
1: That's a big night for some old people. <laughs> That's a right huge there.
4: night for <laughs> three people. Um, <laughs> with that uh, with that said, uh, don't forget to set your DVR for impact. And, of course, Twitch is a thing. Uh, get those notifications going. Ember Moon, she's been out since September with a torn Achilles. Apparently mm-hmm. it's worse than we originally heard. Um mm-hmm. She did an interview with comicbook.com, and she says, and I quote, a lot of people don't know this. They think I just have a very generic Achilles rupture, but I don't. What actually happens is that my Achilles tendon got split in half. Then it got torn off the bone. Jeez. So I actually ruptured my Achilles in two places, and the surgeon thinks that I may have been wrestling on it for probably uh, two months,
2: oh. torn
4: to some extent, and I just didn't feel the pain because I kind of have a high pain tolerance. It's been a very uphill battle, and it sucks. Um, she, uh, she says, and I quote still, I said that I, I, where I originally had a return date, now I don't again because of complications with strength building. So this is obviously bigger than a wrestling thing. Uh, you know, hopefully Ember, when she's 50, she'll be able to walk, um, you know, because your Achilles is a major, major, major deal. And um, we just hope that whatever she decides to do, it's the best for her. So, yeah, that's, that's rough. It's tough. Um, how would you like to be the man? If you would like to be the man, now is a good time to tell the government and trademark that bitch because WWE has dropped their uh, suit to trademark the man. Rick Flair may have actually had that name wrapped up and WWE obviously doesn't need the man gimmick anymore because the man is pregnant. And the man is actually going to go uh, be away for the better part of a few months. So without needing it, they abandoned the trademark issue and good on Ric Flair because now he can sell all the merch until (laughs) the man comes back from maternity leave. That sounds as weird to me in my head as it does when I say (laughs) (laughs) it. So I, I wanted to, you know, be a silly goose and say that AEW is uh, doing a dog fighting battle royal, which technically is not untrue because it is the Puppy Bowl battle royal during Fighter Fest Night Two. The problem I have with this is not that it's dogs. Okay, the other problem that I have with this is that it's dogs and that they want to spend this time instead of doing a women's match. You mm-hmm. had a hell of a. Um, Match from Penelope Ford and Hikaru Rashida in the title match. Big Swole has been the best thing about the no crowd era for AEW. Britt Baker has been the second best thing about the no crowd era for AEW. Now, Baker's obviously hurt, uh, you know, through no fault of her own, but could you not have booked a women's match instead of the Puppy Battle Royal? How much did Mike Vick pay you to run the puppy battle royal oh, during dynamite?
1: What what is the goal of the puppy battle royal? I don't get it at all.
4: Six pups enter, one pup leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For supreme domicy. That's this don't forget. Established that. Established
4: dominance. That's so,
1: what you so, do. so is, is this another brandy idea like the nightmare collective? It's like um. it's like, uh
0: yeah and they and they what, what's what's their what's their dog name uh what's his name Pharaoh. Get, get, yeah. get him over yeah i, I see it now
4: yeah. yeah uh lastly sting uh tweeted out on july 1st who wants to take a quote last ride with Sting.
0: saudi arabia is right now <laughs> Birdman <laughs> hand rubbing they are they, they're cutting the check <laughs> up right now they they are gonna spend every bit of the dime to make that happen. It will be an indie show for them. Them
3: <laughs> that
4: would just be it. Period. Now, now the thing is, that's all the tweet says. That's that's all it is. And it's actually a response to an account called 80s wrestling that says who wants to take a ride with Sting? And he responds with who wants to take a last ride with Sting. Mm-hmm. Is this an actual uh Sting retirement match? Is this an actual charity ride on a motorcycle with Steve Borden? (laughs) Is this somewhere in between? Let's assume that it's the rest of the match. The question is, and this is the end of the news, who should retire Sting and which Sting should be retired? Mm. Mm. Now, personally, I think the person that I would like to see uh, retire Sting would be Booker T. Mm.
3: Hmm.
4: We haven't seen Booker T in a while. We know that he still works with the reality of wrestling down in Houston, so he's not far removed from uh, the wrestling business. Booker T was the last WCW champion on TNT, staying instrumental in WCW. I think that especially now, because newsflash, Booker T is black, you could definitely tie that into it if you need to, but the bottom line is you have the last champion versus some would argue the best champion, in a retirement match, especially since we haven't seen Booker in uh, some years now, since he was actually in the ring. It doesn't have to be a long thing. You know, give him 10 minutes. Um, you know, we definitely don't want to see Goldberg versus anyone again. Um, we definitely don't want to see Sting versus the Undertaker, ever. Um, but Booker T would actually be cool, if it's a batch. Now, if it's a cinematic, WWE you know, telltale uh, story, paint-by-numbers thing, then that may be something different. But I would actually like to see T jump in there with Sting. If it's it's both their last times, that would actually be pretty cool. But what do you guys think?
1: If you went Uh, the cinematic route, you could totally do Undertaker and Sting with a big horror theme type deal, Crow Sting mm -hmm. versus Undertaker. And that'd be, for cinematic, that'd be the way to do it. As far as Witch Sting, I think the big problem becomes I can't imagine Sting trying to pull off the uh, surfer look right now with the <laughs> with the spiked blonde hair and all that. We might need some uh, hair transplant action for that or something. So call it Frankie They would probably have to be the Crow Sting, which I mean is the one that's more uh, well known these days mm-hmm. than the old early '90s version, which I personally would love to see again, but I can't see it happening. But uh, but I like that. I like that Booker T idea. I, oh, like, I
3: like that Booker T idea too. All fool, all
0: foolish. David Arquette is the only person for this job. Oh,
1: no,
4: no, no, no. Yeah, you're clearly <laughs> drunk. Go home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the one of the best champs to a champ that should have never happened. So there we go. David Arquette is still if, pretty bored too. By the way,
2: if we're kill- if we're taking it to WWE and you want to make that Saudi money, Randy Orton as the Legend Killer. Potentially retiring Sting, uh, or it could be Triple or H. Bray Wyatt. No, nah, I don't want
1: to. We are. We already saw Triple H put him down. We don't need to rehash that all over the again.
2: The versus the Crow.
3: <laughs> what I would say is, um, I'm gonna give two answers. One, I think WWE would do. Speaking about that Saudi money, and one that I would do. Um, I think WWE will use Goldberg for that Saudi money, even though I do not want to see that. I love the Booker T answer though, uh Jamal. But I- I'm gonna go different here. I'm gonna say Ray Mysterio. Um, just thinking about some classic WWE WCW stars that can make some acknowledgement. And I think with that match, I think you might even have a little tribute to Eddie Guerrero on the side too, with that. Um, just, just with a little mix, even though this is about sting, you know, I think Ray Mysterio probably be the best person to work with. Him.
0: New okay. Japan, New Japan, do it. Ultimo dragon, book it. <laughs> book it. And let them both retire. Double retirement, double retirement, easily. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem
4: with any of
0: those.
2: If Liger was still around, I'd say Liger too. That would mm. be another good. good I action. don't think
0: Sting and Liger got much of Mm-mm. a history in WCW. That would not, make not sense. For, yeah, not no. together. To yeah, to to embark a retirement, but Ultimate Dragon for sure. Um, and then all the other names. I mean, hell, you can even throw Kevin Nash in here if you really want, but no oh, one wants no, no, that. No, 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 no. no one wants
2: that. Nash
1: oh, or yeah. Nash already replied to that tweet and said something about hey, i <laughs> I'm available, just keep it no, slow. He didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, you checked those replies. Kevin Nash definitely Jeez. jumped up in there. He said you just need to keep it slow. Oh my
0: goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what I'll do for tonight, we're over our time. We gotta get along with our night and our weekend. Uh we're gonna wear our masks um because smart but uh if you're not gonna wear your mask uh go COVID. do your thing
4: actually the very last thing uh because it just came across the news the NFL unrelated to wrestling is gonna play lift every voice and sing during week yeah. one
3: yeah mm. it's not necessary okay not necessary.
4: I'll watch if Roger Goodell sings it himself <laughs> <laughs> give that man a microphone you put him in the middle in the middle of the star jury's world and you let him belt that damn thing out Go oh do my it, god
0: we're, we're, dead. Episode we're done episode 277 we'll catch you guys next thursday we'll be back uh for more news and fun and laughs and all this other good stuff thank you for listening folks